the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pharaoh is a type of Satan, and Egypt is a type of the world. And Satan likes to get us to compromise our Christian walk. And one way he tries to get us to compromise is he tells us we can worship Jesus Christ and stay in the world. You can be a Christian and still enjoy the pleasures of this world. The world is a tempting place, isn't it? When we become Christians, it's tempting to engage in the pleasures of the world. But the Bible says that we are not of this world. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You still need to engage with the world, but your lifestyle should be different. Does your life look different from a non-believer's life? If the only difference between you and a non-believer is you go to church, there's something wrong. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. When Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. You know, there are some people that are just like Pharaoh. When trouble comes into their life, they seek God for relief. But once the relief comes or the trouble ends, they return back to their old ways. And they may even make promises to God and negotiate with God. God, if you get me out of this. I'll serve you for the rest of my life. God, if you get me out of this, I'll go to church every Sunday, every Thursday. I'll serve, I'll volunteer, I'll give, I'll do every, I'll read my Bible every day. Lord, if you just get me out of this. But once the trouble passes, they just return to their old ways and forget all the oaths and all the promises that they made to the Lord. And now we come to the third plague. And with the third, sixth, and ninth plagues, God does not give Pharaoh any warning. He just sends the plague unannounced with the third, sixth, and ninth plagues. Look at verse 16. And so the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, uh, this word lice here, it comes from a Hebrew word that means to nip or to pinch. And it can refer to lice or it could refer to 
uh, biting gnats or even mosquitoes. Uh, It's unclear what it is exactly, but it is some kind of biting insect. And both man and beast were afflicted by this plague. The dust became lice. The dust became biting insects. And this was a judgment on the Egyptian god Geb. Geb, G-E-B, Geb. Geb was the god of the soil. The Egyptians uh, worshipped the soil. It was a strong agricultural economy, and they made a god of their soil, and they had a soil god they worshipped. But now the soil, the dust of the earth, is turned to lice. It's biting men and beasts and making life miserable. Verse 18 says, Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. And so there was lice on man and beast. And then look what the magician said to Pharaoh. The magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard and he did not listen to them. Just as the Lord had said, Pharaoh's magicians could not duplicate this plague like the other plagues, nor will they be able to duplicate any of the remaining plagues. And so there's a progression that's happening here with these plagues, with these judgments. It's becoming more and more obvious that this can only be the Lord Yahweh. Even Pharaoh's own magicians admitted that this is the finger of God, and yet Pharaoh hardened his heart. He wouldn't listen to his magicians. You know, some people are so hard-hearted, they will not listen to the people they trust. You know, and you've experienced that, where you've shared the Lord, maybe with a family member or a co-worker, and they just dismiss what you're saying. Even though you're a person that loves them or knows them well, that they trust, and they just won't listen. Now that brings us to the fourth plague in verse 20. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out of the water. Remember, they worship the Nile River as a god, and it seems Pharaoh worshiped the Nile every morning. And then say to him, Thus says the Lord, thus says Yahweh, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, you never want God to say that to you. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. Now, you may notice in your Bible that the word flies is in italics, which means it is not in the original text. It was added by the translators to try to clarify the passage Uh, So the original text says, I will send swarms. And it could be swarms of various kinds of insects, including flies. It could be a variety of swarming insects. We aren't sure. Interestingly, the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Old Testament, and it was translated in the 3rd century B.C., Uh, And it was translated in Egypt. uh, And the Septuagint translates this uh, as swarms of dog flies or dog flies, which which are common 
and Egypt. And so those translating the Septuagint living in Egypt, as they're reading this in the Hebrew, living in Egypt, they assume this must be talking about dog flies, which are common in Egypt. The thing about dog flies, dog flies lay their eggs in an open wound or sore or cut on the flesh. The eggs develop into maggots, and then the maggots burrow down into the skin, and the flesh gets infested with maggots. I have a picture for you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Nobody wants to see a picture of that. But they just had lice, They just had these biting insects, so they're covered with sores. And now with this judgment, God sends swarms of insects, swarms of flies, or maybe these dog flies that lay their eggs in open sores. And verse 21 actually has a play on the word sinned in verse 21. The word go uh, and the word sinned are the same word in the Hebrew in verse 21. And so what the Lord says in verse 21 is, if you don't send my people, I will send swarms of insects. So either Pharaoh will send the Israelites or God will send another plague. And the choice is Pharaoh's to make. Who's going to do the sending here? Pharaoh, you can send my people out or I'm going to send Swarms of flies. You decide. And look at verse 22. Look what he says now in verse 22. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarm of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. Interesting. I am Yahweh in the midst of the land of Egypt. In that time, they believed that that gods were geographical gods, that Yahweh is the God of the Hebrew people who live up in the land of Canaan. He's out of his jurisdiction down here in Egypt. Here, the Egyptian gods are ruling, not the Hebrew God. And he says here, so that you know, I am Yahweh in the midst of Egypt, that I'm God even down here, buddy. So, but notice here in verse 22, And he goes on in verse 23, he says, I will make a difference between my people and your people. This is a showdown between Pharaoh and Yahweh. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. Now, the land of Goshen, it's mentioned in verse 22. That's where the Israelites settled in the land of Egypt when they migrated down in the days of Joseph. If you remember Genesis chapter 45, they settled in the land of Goshen. And beginning with this plague, the fourth plague, the plague of flies, swarming flies, uh, beginning with this plague, God will make a distinction now between the Israelites and the Egyptians. The remaining plagues will affect only the Egyptians and not the Israelites, leaving no doubt The source of these plagues is Yahweh. That's why he's doing this. And so then in verse 24, and the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted 
because of the swarms of flies, but not in Goshen. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. Now, Pharaoh here, he offers to make a compromise. And this is important. Please don't miss this. This is the first of four compromises Pharaoh offers to Moses and the Israelites. The first compromise is you can go worship your God, but you have to stay here in the land of Egypt. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, if you're taking notes in the scriptures, Pharaoh is a type of Satan, and Egypt is a type of the world. And Satan likes to get us to compromise our Christian walk. And one way he tries to get us to compromise is he tells us, We can worship Jesus Christ and stay in the world. You can be a Christian and still enjoy the pleasures of this world. Or you can be a Christian and not change your lifestyle. You can be a Christian and remain on the broad road. And sadly, this is a compromise many Christians make. They profess to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ But when you look at their life and the way that they're living, you really can't tell a difference between them and a non-believer, except that they go to church on Sunday, and that's about it. But they live just like a non-believer. You know, the Apostle Paul said, if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creation, and the old things pass away, and everything is made new in their life. When a person surrenders their life to Jesus Christ and is born again, there should be a change that takes place. You leave behind the old life. You leave behind your old ways. You leave behind your old sin. You leave behind worldliness and the things of the world. If your life doesn't change at all after turning to Jesus Christ, then you're not a Christian. Because everything's made new when you turn to Christ. In James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. But Satan will come along and say, No, you can be a Christian and still live in the world. And you can still be a friend of the world and still engage in all these worldly, carnal, sinful things. It's okay. In 1 John 2, verse 15, it says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. 
For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. A person who loves the world and the things of the world, and I'm talking about, you know, the trappings of the world, worldliness, carnality, sin. Well, if the person loves those things about the world, that is proof the love of the Father is not in that person. A true believer will not love the world. A true believer will not continue in worldliness and ungodliness. A true believer will be glad to be free from worldliness and ungodliness. And so Satan may try to get us to compromise by telling us we can be a Christian and stay worldly at the same time. Or we can be a Christian and you don't have to change anything about your life. You don't have to give up your sin. You don't have to do anything differently. And that's a lie. And here Pharaoh says, well, you can go worship, but you got to stay here in Egypt to worship your God. Verse 26. And Moses said, it is not right to do so. Look what he says. For we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to Yahweh, our God, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? <laughs> Verse 27, we will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to Yahweh, our God, as he will command us. What he's saying here is the Israelites will sacrifice animals to Yahweh that will include animals the Egyptians worship as gods such as bulls. The Egyptians deified bulls. Uh, At Mount Sinai, later on in the book of Exodus, as we'll see, uh, the children of Israel, they're going to worship a golden calf. Where do they ever get the idea of worshiping a golden calf as a god? Egypt. The Egyptians worshiped calves. If the Israelites sacrifice animals, the Egyptians worship as gods, Moses says it will incite violence. The Egyptians will stone us. We have to leave the land of Egypt to worship Yahweh. It's kind of funny to consider what Moses is saying here. We will sacrifice the animals you consider gods. Your gods will be an offering to our God. Those gods aren't really gods if you can offer them to another God as a sacrifice. And we're going to offend all the Egyptians if we're sacrificing their gods. And so Pharaoh said, verse 28, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. This is the second compromise Pharaoh offers. You can leave Egypt. Just don't go too far away from Egypt. Stay close to Egypt. And this is another compromise Satan offers to Christians. You can be a Christian, just don't go too far away from the world. Don't go too far with following Jesus. Don't go too far with all of that Jesus stuff. You can go to church on Sundays, that's fine, maybe Thursday night occasionally, but don't become a fanatic. Don't become extreme. Don't become a Jesus freak. Then you'll be weird. Then you'll be no fun to be around anymore. And some of you have family members and friends that have said things like that to you. I remember when I was in my 20s and I became a Christian, 
Uh, I remember we lived in Florida, driving to my dad's house and sitting in his living room while he was watching TV. And I said, Dad, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And he looked over at me and he said, just don't become a Jesus freak. And I thought, might be too late. I think I already am, you know. (laughs) But especially if you have family members that are religious and devout in their religion, they don't want you taking it too far. Right? Like, just don't get extreme. You know, you can go to church, that's fine, but just, you know, don't get crazy with this stuff. And Pharaoh said, you can go, only you shall not go very far away. Don't take it too far. Verse 29, And then Moses said, Indeed, I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people, But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore and not letting the people go to sacrifice to their Lord. Moses is getting bolder, isn't he? Hey, don't deceive us again. Tell us we can go and then take it back from us. And so Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, from his people. Not one remained. So they're better off now than they were before. There's no flies now at all in Egypt. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. Now, chapter 9, we have the fifth plague. Verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of Yahweh will be on your cattle in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the oxen, and on the sheep, a very severe pestilence. And Yahweh will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. And then Yahweh appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow Yahweh will do this thing in the land. As I said just a few minutes ago, the Egyptians worshipped bulls as gods. They deified them. They worshipped cattle as gods. Archaeologists have found numerous, countless paintings and sculptures and statues in Egypt depicting bulls as God and hundreds, listen, hundreds of mummified bulls in Egypt that were buried in the tombs of the pharaohs. Look at verse 6. In verse 6 it says, So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. So in one day, all of the livestock of Egypt died, including livestock the Egyptians believed to be gods. All their cattle died. And in one day, many of their gods died. It's hard to imagine how this affected the nation psychologically to have all of your cattle die in one day, not to mention uh, these livestock were used for food, for transportation, for work. So this is like, you know, transportation shutting down, 
labor, shutting down, food supplies, getting cut off. This creates an incredible economic catastrophe in the nation in a single day. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.